hit me. Hi, and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane. It is Friday, September 6th, and I'm coming to you with a special episode. This is going to be a review episode of the Oculus Quest, which came out a little more than three months ago. So because this is a special episode, I'm not going to be going over any news, and I'm not going to be reviewing anything but the Oculus Quest. This is a deep dive. This is my experience with the Oculus Quest, and as the title hints at, I ended up returning it. But that doesn't mean it's not a good piece of hardware. And it doesn't mean that in certain circumstances, I recommend it. So if you're a little confused, understandably so. Uh, But there's some nuance to this. And I'm excited to talk about it and talk about my experience and hopefully help guide others out there who were like me uh, a few weeks ago debating whether or not to get this exciting and interesting piece of hardware. So if you don't know, the Oculus Quest is is kind of something special. It is made by Oculus, as the name implied, and, and uh, Facebook owns Oculus. But what makes the Oculus Quest special is the fact that it is a standalone VR headset. Now, we've had standalone VR headsets before, like the Oculus Go, which came out last year. And maybe you're confused by what that means. Okay, so let me define that. A standalone VR headset means that you don't need a PC to run it. You don't need a console like PS4 to run it. You don't need a phone to run it like Gear VR uh, several years ago. No, all you need is to go out and buy this headset and you are good to go. You are in VR and you are in six degrees of freedom VR. And what that means is that six degrees of freedom, you can see both hands when you move up, when you move them up and down, left, right, whatever. When you tilt your head forward, your whole world moves forward. When you tilt your head back, moves back, left, right, etc. You can even walk around your room, which is known as the play space. So this is something special because the Oculus Go was three degrees of freedom, and it was its own standalone headset, which was pretty impressive. It was sort of like the Gear VR, uh, but better, I would say, than Gear VR. But now we are finally at a point in time in VR history where we have a legit six degrees uh, standalone VR headset, and maybe... The most impressive thing about this is that Oculus is selling it for $399, which is an incredible deal. It's actually cheaper than a lot of PC VR headsets, which require you to go out and own you know, a computer that's probably $1,000 or more. So it's a heck of an entry point into VR. And without getting too much ahead of myself, I think this is going to be what gets people into VR, what gets maybe the the casual gamer into VR. Or maybe somebody who's not even a gamer might get into VR because of this. It's portable. You can take it around, show your friends and and family. You can play VR anywhere with this, and it's easy to use. But you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. So the way I want to do this review is to tell you my story and tell you my experience. Because again, like I said, I I send it back, but that doesn't mean everybody should. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't get it. So I'm going to have to begin my story by going back more than a year ago uh, when the Oculus Go came out. And that came out, I believe, in May 2018. Now, I had been in VR for six months at the time, and I was certainly intrigued by the idea of a standalone VR headset. Even though this was only three degrees of freedom, meaning that 
you know, you can move your head, look around, look behind you. But if you tilt your head forward, your world doesn't move forward, right? There's only three degrees that's able to track. And it doesn't really track hand movement well, kind of up, down, left, right, kind of, but not actually moving in the space and you have one controller. Still, this was impressive and intriguing to me because one of the things that I want in future VR is to have wireless. The, the, the cord in PC VR, the tethered nature, if you will, of PC VR, having to be tied to a computer and having, you know, 13, 16 feet of, of slack can be annoying. You're getting tangled up in it. You're worried about um, tripping over it, etc. And the cord can be immersion breaking. So in 2018, in May, when the Go came out, I jumped on it uh, because I just wanted to experience the freedom of VR, even though this was a, a sort of more of a limited experience. Um, and I got to say, when I got it, I was, I was pretty impressed. It was nice to go in different rooms of my house and suddenly I'm in VR. I'm not trapped in one room. It was very easy just to put it on my head, and suddenly I'm in VR. It was very user-friendly. And I enjoyed it for a good month or so. The problem with the Go is that, well, it's not a good platform for games. Think of the Go, and think of the games on the Go, almost like mobile phone games. Now, if you're a serious hardcore gamer, uh, like I am, then when you play games, you're probably not playing phone games, right? You want something that's more of a, a rich, deeper experience, but... That's kind of what the Go offered. So it pales in comparison to kind of these legit, full-fledged, six-degree-of-freedom VR PC games that I was used to. Now, with that said, the Go was good for viewing media. You can watch Netflix, YouTube. You can sideload movies on there. It's a nice experience for that. And I find that when the Go comes out of its case, it's usually when I'm traveling somewhere, which I don't travel a lot, but I've taken it on the plane, I've taken it in car trips, and it's nice to have it. But the problem with the Go is that when I want a game, I want to go to VR, I'm in PC VR. So the Go sits in the box most of the time. Now, I don't regret getting it, but because it sits in the box, and because I don't use it that much, this gave me pause and hesitation to getting the Oculus Quest. So the Oculus Quest came out in May 2019, and I didn't jump on it, and I think it's, I'm not saying I got burned by the Go, but I just realized over time that it wasn't a good use case for me, so I, I didn't immediately get it. But here's the scenario that played out. In all the reviews and podcasts I listen to, and there's people in, in, in forums and Reddit, people absolutely love the Quest. They have nothing, pretty much nothing, I should say, but good things to say about and how awesome it is, and it just sounded like, man, I, I, I had some FOMO, I had some fear of missing out that... I'm an enthusiast. I love VR. I love the idea of wireless VR in six degrees of freedom. And sure, it's not going to be as graphically impressive as PC VR. But man, wouldn't it be cool? I should definitely have the Quest. So I kind of, I kind of fought this itch for a good two, two and a half months. And finally, I broke down and I ordered the Oculus Quest. So I ordered the Oculus Quest from Amazon because... Hey, if I don't like it, I can return it, right? Good deal. So it comes, and I've got to say, I'm, I'm really impressed with, first of all, the packaging of this. I, this has been said before, but there's something to be said when uh, uh, an item you buy has such good packaging that you know some thought was put into it because they're like, man, if they're putting thought into the packaging, then they've got to have put thought into this, this pr entire product. And I, I think that's the case. So it's just packaged nicely. You take everything out. And it, it feels like quality. It feels really good to me. I mean, the headset um, is front heavy because 
it's basically it's got a it's got a mobile phone chipset in it. Um, so it's got everything that needs to run it is built into that headset. So it's not crazy to say it's almost like you've got a brick strapped to your head. Um, and it kind of goes over you like a baseball cap with the, the straps work. You can tighten the straps on like the, there's like a top strap that goes through the, like, the center of your head and then two straps to the side and you tighten that up. Um, so kind of a, a good simple system I, as opposed to like my Samsung Odyssey or the PlayStation VR, which is more of like a halo design where there's actually um, more of a balance to the headset. There's like some weight on those ba- on the back of those headset. This is the Oculus Quest is just front heavy and it kind of pulls over like a baseball cap. And it, and it I'll talk about this more, but there were some challenges behind that. But that was a headset. I had a good first impression, just kind of the, the feel of it. Um, I felt the weight, but it, it's it's still pretty impressive that they're able to pull this off, packing all those components in there and, and still not be a ton of weight. So that, that was pretty good. The controllers are known as the Oculus Touch controllers, and this is the first time I've used the, the the Touch controllers. I never used the CV1. I've never used the new Rift S, so this is my first time interacting with it, and I know everybody seems to praise the Touch controllers. People love them. I was, I don't know if surprise is the word, but I was a little taken aback about how small they are. They, I have smaller hands, and they just seem really small to me, especially compared to my Samsung Odyssey controllers, which seem huge compared to the Touch controllers. Uh, it took me a little while to get used to it because the halo on the touch controllers, which is how they're tracked, there's, uh, there's actually four cameras in the Oculus Quest, and it, it tracks what's going on in VR um, with those cameras, and it picks up like these uh, uh, infrared um, sensors on the touch controllers. So it's a halo on the touch controllers, small, compact, but it felt good in my hand. It definitely felt good. Very light, by the way. Um, these each have one battery in them. They last several hours, and it just felt incredibly light. Again, I can compare that to my Samsung Odyssey. I've used the Vive before. Uh, this just felt very, very light. Um, I don't know if I want to use the word cheap. It had nice te- texture feel to it, but it, it was a light thing, uh, and I think that surprised me the most, but, but still good. And What's impressive about these controllers is that it actually has sensors in it. So if you're just resting your finger on the trigger, it knows your finger's there. Or if you're just resting a finger on like the A and B buttons, it knows your finger's there as well. And I thought that was really cool. I don't have that on my uh, my Samsung Odyssey. So it's a nice feature. I was starting to get why people praise and love the Oculus Touch controllers so much. All right, so I've got the headset out. I've got the controllers out. I got the batteries in it. And that's it. I mean, that's it in the box. There's a, a charging cable, and that's it. That's how simple it is. This is a beautiful thing. This is an easy setup. So once you get that, you need to get the Oculus Quest app the, or the Oculus app, and you'll turn on the headset, and you'll start pairing it with your phone. And that's how you load up programs and download games and, and do updates. So it, it kind of walks you through that process, which couldn't be any simpler. And then when you put it on your head, it uh, walks you. It kind of shows you how to put the straps on your head so you get a, a decent fit. I sort of missed sort of the point and didn't spend enough time on that, which led to some discomfort early on. Um, and after that, it will do like an IPD adjustment. So the IPD is the the um, the distance between your pupils, and obviously everybody has a different head, so you got to make the um, lenses come in focus. So it has a physical IPD slider on it. And it will help. It will show like an image on there on the screen while you have the headset on, and you just slide that until things are crystal clear. I like that. that again, this is a good setup. 
Um, other headsets have IPD things, but you're sort of struggling to do that in, in a game without any um, reference point like Oculus Quest does. So very good. Loads up, then it kind of gives you a tutorial on using the controllers and getting comfortable with it. Actually, I forgot a vital step. So um, after you do all that, you're going to set up the, the your, your boundaries or, or the guardian system. The guardian system is basically where you define your play space. So if you're in a room and you know in your room that um, the walls are over here, like the walls are like six feet away from you on each side, then there's when you have the headset on, there's like a pass-through camera. So you can actually see your room. It's like a black and white um, vision of your room. And you can see your controllers as you're holding them in your hand. And you're able to use the controllers to trace. You just pull the trigger and you kind of aim at the floor you trace around the boundary. So this is where you're able to walk around in your room and you're telling the Oculus Quest that, hey, I can safely walk around my room in this space that I defined. And that's your play space. So if you have a huge room, you've got a huge play space, which is which is pretty cool. If you're small, uh, you can adjust accordingly. If there's some weird corners, you can adjust accordingly. I love this system. This Guardian system is much better than what Windows Mixed Reality does, what the Vive does. The Vive and Windows Mixed Reality basically have you just walk around your room with a headset. Not that that's the most complicated thing, but it's really nice to be able to define the boundaries yourself because I was able to get even closer to the wall than I can um, on the Oculus Quest because I'm able to trace around the wall than I was with the Windows Mixed Reality headset because as I'm walking around the room with that headset, um, there's there's a distance between the cameras on the headset, the Windows Mixed Reality, and the wall. So I always kind of shortchange myself, you know, several inches of my play space, which can come in handy, right, when you don't have a, a, a huge room. So they do that really well. I mean, right right off the bat, I'm just impressed with the packaging, the quality of everything, the um, ease of setup. This is very consumer-friendly system. Once you do that, you're out to the races. They have you do like these little tutorials where you're getting used to the um, controllers and, and how it works. And um, I, one more thing about the boundary system, if you're not familiar with this. Once you set up the boundary system, when you're in a game, if you start walking towards a wall, then a grid will come up. Sort of like the hollow deck in Star Trek. You'll see a grid come up. And that means it lets you know that you're getting close to your real wall. And I think if you actually peek your head through it, then the camera's kind of turn on so you can see your outside surroundings. Very cool. Um, very intuitive. I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with what they're able to pull off on this headset. All right, so with setup now complete, I'm off to the races, so to speak. Uh, my main test for the Oculus Quest was to load up the game Racket NX. Again, uh, you can purchase it through your phone. You can also purchase it through like the kind of home menu system on the Oculus Quest once you've got it set up. It's very easy to use once again. Very cool system. Uh, I wanted to use Racket NX because... I've been spending a lot of time in the last month playing that game, as I've talked about before. And when I'm playing on the PC, I'm always thinking, man, this game has to be so much better on the Oculus Quest because it's a game that has you spinning in kind of like 360 degree of motion. You're, you're, you're twisting and turning all the time because you're playing in this sphere, right? And I've gotten used to the cord on the PC, but... I, I consider it a hindrance, and it's always in the back of my mind, where's that damn cord, right? So there's some bandwidth in my mind like that's distracting me and taking away some of the immersion of uh, VR because of this cord. So I loaded up Racket NX because I figured this is a good one-to-one -one comparison. I can, I can play it on the Quest, and I can put the Quest down, and then I can play it on PC, and I can get a really good assessment on how I feel about this. 
So Racket NX is loaded up, and I have to say, right off the bat, this is a good game to put on the quest because it's not graphically intense. It's pretty simplistic. It looks good, don't get me wrong, but it's pretty simplistic what it sets out to do. And visually, it looks somewhat on par with PC. Now, granted, I'm super sampling on a 2080 on my PC. I've got this uh, really nice OLED display on the Samsung Odyssey, right? There's all that good stuff. But all things considered, considering it's it's the Oculus Quest is on a mobile chipset, it looks pretty good. So I, I play a couple rounds, and just to get my bearings in to see how I feel. And here's what I noticed. First, I... I the first thing I noticed, I would say, is the controllers, because they're so light, it lost a little immersion from that. So in the game, you're supposed to be holding a racket. Well, the controllers feel so light, it's like I'm not holding anything. Versus the Samsung Odyssey that I'm used to has some heft and weight to it that I can, I don't know, I feel like I'm really holding a racket. Now, this is my personal opinion and take on it. Other people who are just used to the Quest, probably this is not a concern, probably don't think twice about it. But there is something to be said about controllers having some heft. It's not a totally bad thing that these the uh, Samsung Odyssey controllers are heavier or bigger because if you're in a game that have has a sword, has a gun, having some weight to it actually helps with the immersion versus the touch controllers, which are compact, sleek, and, and light, which is nice, but I felt like I lost some immersion there because it just was so light. I felt like I had nothing in my hand. It has to be said, of course, it was nice playing without a cord, but I was struck that, for, you know, because for years I thought that to for VR to get better, it has to be wireless. I, I didn't, I, obviously I care about field of view increase, I, I care about resolution, um, fovea running, all those things, but I thought that the answer to better VR for me was cordless, and it was nice playing without a cord and not having to worry about it. But I suddenly became distracted with some of the compromises that the Quest has to make in order to make Racket NX run on it. Uh, the first thing I noticed was that the resolution, I'm sorry, the uh, refresh rate is lower, which we, we know that the refresh rate is 72 hertz versus 90 hertz that runs on, on most VR headsets, uh, the uh, Samsung Odyssey included. And I actually noticed this because I've played so much Racket NX and it's a game that's fast moving, fast paced, the ball's moving quickly. It felt, with the lower refresh rate in the Quest, it felt more like a game. It takes, and I say things feel more like a game when there's things that break the immersion. So having a higher refresh rate is definitely good in VR. And I do believe, and I do subscribe to when people say that 90 hertz is where you need to be because it does make a difference. Now, if you're playing the Oculus Quest and you've never played PC VR, you're not going to notice the difference. You're not going to think twice about it. It's only somebody who is so used to 90 hertz and then plays the same game, they're going to notice it then. The other thing that I noticed, and I'm surprised by this, is the lower uh, field of view that the Quest has. So the Quest is at a field of view of, let's see, 95 degrees, according to, to uh, my cheat sheet here. And the Samsung Odyssey is at 110. So this is a 15-degree field of view difference. Mm, I don't know if you want to say major or not. Again, it's not going to be noticeable in all situations, but because I was able to compare this game one-to-one, -one, this is a game where field of view view is important because you're always trying to take in what is going on in your surroundings in this game because it's a sport, and you're, you're looking left and right and behind all the time. 
having even just that smaller field of view was throwing me off in the game. It, it felt like a hindrance. So I was really surprised. I thought that I was going to put on the Quest, and because it was wireless and because I wasn't worrying about the cord, I'm going to play better and I'm going to love it and I'm going to end up keeping the Quest because I can't play any game, any sport game with, uh, with a wire again. But that wasn't the case. Sure, it was nice not having a wire, but these other compromises, well, the other compromises actually hurt my immersion and hurt the experience. And I then went and put on the Samsung Odyssey, and it was just a welcome relief to have that back. The um, They both have an, an OLED display. Actually, the, uh, Am- the Odyssey has an AMOLED versus the uh, Quest that has an OLED. So visually, the, the colors are pretty bright, and they look good, and the blacks are good. But the Samsung Odyssey just looked better. The refresh rate was nice and smooth. The um, the speakers that are built into the Odyssey sounded way better than the speakers on the Quest. Now, again, this is a portable gaming device. The Quest has like hidden speakers in the straps, which is impressive, but it doesn't sound that good. Of course, if you want, you can put headphones on the Quest and solve that problem, and then you know suddenly have better uh, suddenly have a, a better sound system. But just taken as it is, without doing any modification. Um, the sound's not that good on it. So uh, the victory goes to PC VR, uh, Samsung Odyssey versus the uh, Quest when it comes to Racket NX. I was I was really surprised, and I was a little disheartened after that because I thought that was the game, that was the scenario that I envisioned having a Quest would make it worth it to me. Next, I loaded up Beat Saber. There's a demo. Beat Saber looks good. I mean, again, it's a basic game, so Beat Saber's a great game to port over to Quest. If you buy the Quest and you want to get into Beat Saber... Well, it's going to be a good experience. Um, and then I tried Journey of the Gods, which was another demo. Here's the thing, though. This is I, I probably have the headset now on my head for a good 30, 45 minutes to an hour, and it is starting to hurt. I mean, it is literally painful for me to have it on my head. It's causing me a headache. It's uncomfortable. I am fighting and struggling with the fit constantly. That was the other thing about playing Racket NX. Um even though I was wireless, now I have this 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 heavy front heavy headset on my head, and again it's a, it's it's an immersion breaking thing. When I put the Samsung Odyssey on after it, it was like putting a pillow around my head. It just felt like nothing was on it. Versus when I have the Quest on, I'm always aware. Like, yep, I've got this headset on, and my gosh, it's it's pretty uncomfortable. I played, I played, I played, and I played with the straps for the duration that I had the Quest. I had it for well over a week. And I got a little bit better over time. I think as I used it more, I got a little more used to it, and I dialed in the, the strap settings. But I max out maybe you know, 20 minutes, I can really start feeling it. Then you get into 30, 45, and by an hour, it's like I can't get that thing off my head soon enough. All right, and that wrapped up day one of testing the Oculus Quest out. I wasn't, there's a lot of things I liked about it. I thought it was impressive, it was cool. I like what they're doing, but... I wasn't ready to, to certainly ditch PC VR. In fact, I'm thinking maybe I need to send the Quest back because I'm trying to think of a use case where I'm going to actually want to use the Quest. Because on games that are for the Quest and PC, and even when it should be an advantage to having a wireless headset, I still prefer the PC. So when am I going to use the Quest is a question. Well, the next day I uh, downloaded SideQuest, which is a program that allows you to sideload uh games or experiences on the Oculus Quest that are not on the Oculus Store. So Oculus 
kind of has a vetting process of what gets on their store. And it sounds like a pretty stringent process. Granted, my understanding is that they do this because they want quality games and quality experiences. And that's a good thing. That's that's not bad. But sometimes things maybe should be on there and they're not. Or games are in development and the developer puts it on side quests so people can contest it out. So there's guides. There's plenty of guides online of how to get side quests on your computer. I highly recommend that. If you're going to have an Oculus Quest, get side quests. There's not a ton of things on it right now that I, I can recommend, but I think that's going to change over time. And it's nice and it's also free, the stuff on there. So I figured, aha, maybe maybe side quest is where it's at. So I got a couple games from side quests. I got uh, Crisis Brigade, played that a little bit, um, and then also got it for the PC to test it out. Again, Crisis Brigade seemed to suffer from the lower refresh rate. It was just a much better experience on the Samsung Odyssey, and also it was far more comfortable on the Odyssey. So again, point to PC VR. I, I then downloaded Pavlov, which is an alpha, and Pavlov is my favorite VR game. I've spent, God, over probably 50 hours now in Pavlov VR. Um, it, it's rough on the Quest, but it's cool that it's on the Quest. But again, I can never see myself playing it on there. It doesn't look as good. The refresh rate's lower. You've got an uncomfortable headset on your head. If you want good sound, you need to put on headphones. And believe me, you're going to want good sound on, on Pavlov because 3D sound in that game, knowing where your enemy is, is the difference between winning and losing a lot of times. Um, so again, great that it's on there. It's very early state. Maybe it's going to get better, but uh, again, I'm going to play that on PC. So I am struggling here to find an experience that I really like on the Oculus Quest that will win me over. I tried sideloading T for God, which is a cool experience, and that's actually one use case, right? So T for God is, um, it basically maps out your play space and creates an environment so you can literally walk around your play space no matter what size it is pretty much. There's a minimum. Um, and you feel like you're walking in VR because it will kind of create these twists and turns. So if somebody's watching what you're doing, they're just going to kind of see you walking in weird circles or diagonal configurations, but it's impressive. But again, that's just a tech demo. It's not anything really more than that. It's not a reason to um, spend 300 or $400 on an Oculus Quest. All right, and then day three rolls around. So I tried Rec Room. Rec Room is, again, another game that I've spent dozens of hours on. It's free. And... It's pretty cool that Rec Room is on Oculus Quest. I am I am very impressed, guys, by the way. Don't don't get me wrong. It's very impressive that you can have this untethered VR that's run by a, a mobile phone chipset. This is very impressive. And it's fun and it works. Uh, but it's a lesser experience to a degree that I think a PC player is going to have a hard time with. So in Rec Room, I noticed a lot of like, um, how do I want to say this, like, lower frame it's got to be lower than 72 because you could see like a streaky controller when you move your hands um i think that was leading to eye fatigue all these games by the way gave me some like eye fatigue that i don't experience in pc vr i'm going to attribute that again to the refresh rate maybe it's the kind of thing that if i spent you know a good month with it i would get used to it but do i really want to get used to it right it was it was just a painful experience to to an extent so it's cool Rec Room's on there. There's there's things missing from Rec Room. It's cool it's on there, but, I, you know, PC wins. Uh, I tried the Vader Immortal, which is an episodic Star Wars game uh, that's only available through Oculus. It's also on the Rift S, which is Rift S is a PC-based headset that came out the same time the Quest did. Uh, Vader Immortal, I got to say, is a good demonstration of the power of the Quest. It looked really good. 
and ran very well. I was really impressed with what they were able to pull off on this. This is this is what you show people, I think. It's like a 30, 45 minute experience. It's it's a little more than a walking simulator because it has moments where you're climbing things and kind of like a lightsaber battle. Um, so it's kind of a blend between a game and almost like a walking experience in the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's $9.99. I actually recommend it if you have a quest. It's, it's worth it. It's cool. You play it. You can show your friends. There's more episodes coming out. I'm not a Star Wars geek, but I can I can look at this and say, okay, this really shows off the quest and what it can do. And it was a good experience. It's probably the best thing that I did on the quest, but certainly not enough or a compelling reason to to keep the quest. At this point in the review, you might be thinking to yourself, man, this is a pretty negative review. And it kind of is, but it really depends on the way you look at it. If you're a PC VR enthusiast gamer, you've got a good PC rig, you've got a good VR headset, then you might want to use caution in getting the Oculus Quest. It really depends on what your use case is. If you're dying to have portable VR, then you're probably going to like the Quest, and you're probably going to accept the compromises that the Quest um, has to has to make in order to make it run. But if you've got a dedicated PC gaming room and you've got the rig, then save yourself $399 because you're probably not going to use the Quest much. It's nice. It's cool having it. But I struggled to find a good reason to use the Quest over my PC VR Samsung Odyssey headset. It just wasn't worth it. And I could use that $399 towards more PC games for VR or keeping it and upgrading some of my uh, PC equipment, not that I need to right now, or upgrade the when the next headset comes out for PC, right? However, if you are curious about VR, if you want to get into VR and you've been waiting to get into VR and you don't have a PC or your PC's not uh, powerful enough, then I can wholeheartedly recommend the Oculus Quest. It is an impressive, amazing piece of technology that Facebook and Oculus was able to pull off in many ways, you know, people are saying that this is the future of VR. You know, I, I, I sort of agree, but th- there's some nuance to that. The Oculus Quest is like the console of gaming. A lot of people own consoles because it's affordable. But enthusiasts in gaming tend to have a PC because they want the best. They want the best experience, the best graphics. They want a wider um, library of games and customization. And that's what the PC VR affords. So, while it is the future in many ways, it's like the future, it's, it's in the way that the consoles are also the future. I see these two coexisting because for folks like me, I want the best experience in VR. I want to be immersed and the Quest is a step down and it's immersion breaking for me. Whereas, if you want to get into VR and you don't have a PC, $399 is a very, very reasonable and good price point for this technology. You're going to love it. You're going to have a great time. You're getting an experience that is not terribly far off from the PC VR experience. In fact, many of these games are the same as people are playing on uh, PC VR. And if you've done if you're not familiar and you're not spending a lot of time in these PC VR games, you're going to be super impressed. You're not going to notice necessarily the negative things I'm talking about because you're not going to have that higher edge um, experience to compare it to. It's not going to seem like a step down. Maybe, maybe you're going to graduate to PC VR, and maybe this will motivate you to get PC VR because you're like, man, I love the Quest. If I love the Quest, then I'm really going to like PC VR, and now it's worth it to me to 
invest well over $1,000 into a PC rig and then also buy a, a VR headset, right? So the Samsung, sorry, the, uh, the Oculus Quest, in conclusion, is a very affordable, impressive entry point into VR. Things are only, only going to get better over time with mobile VR, but I don't think PC VR is in jeopardy whatsoever because that is the best experience. And VR is absolutely about immersion, and you cannot get the level of immersion, even with even without having the cord, even being tethered on PC, you're not going to get the level of immersion on the Oculus Quest that you will on PC. It's close, it's similar, but there are some compromises. So I hope that review is helpful. You can, if you're if you were like me and you were very tempted by the Quest, uh, and you're a PC gamer, then I hope that helps you feel better about your choice of sitting out and not getting it. If you got both and you love it, great, good for you. Um, that's awesome. I wish, in some ways, I had a good use case and I I loved both, but. You know, I have limited time in my life, and when I do play VR, I want the best experience possible. So I'll be sticking with PC VR, of course. We'll see what Oculus does. I will wholeheartedly recommend it to friends, family, uh, anybody, any viewers listening to this, that if they want to get into VR, then the Oculus Quest is certainly the way to go if you don't want to drop a fortune on a PC rig. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the VR Gaming Podcast. Hope you found that review helpful. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook. You can also drop a line or ask some questions if you email vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Again, hope you found this helpful, and I'll catch you next time. 